Hey, hey, everybody, it is Tim Gillette, and we're back here with another Tim Gillette show, the show where we interview the coolest people on the planet. They're world changers, they're, they're transformation people, they are business people who are getting results around the globe. Today's guest is no different. Today's the guest, Natasha. All right, coming to us, I think she's coming to us from over the pond, as we might say here in America. Uh, she she did advise me, we're a little bit on the pre thing there, we noticed that they, they have a little bit of fireworks going on in the background, so like... When she goes live on a podcast, they have fireworks that goes off in her neighborhood. That's how important she is, all right? You've got to know that, ladies and gentlemen. This is an important broadcast because they're putting fireworks off to celebrate her being on the show. Let's bring Natasha up here and get to know her today. Well, hello, Natasha. Hello, Tim. Thank you for having me. And I hope you enjoy the fireworks. I've yeah, yeah. Well, only you could have a fireworks show put off specifically to celebrate you being on my show. So, oh, it's just, yeah, so yeah. beautiful. We had to mark the momentum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. It's just a great mark. <laughs> Memento. Um, I, I never thought about it until I, I was like, man, that's that's one way to look at it. It's go, hey, well, it's just a cool way to, to say, hey, I'm going on the show live today. So what, what are they celebrating that they have the fireworks going? Um, so bonfire night, 5th of November. And then oh. I think people kind of like to carry that on for as long as possible here because we can just go to the shop and buy fireworks. I'm not sure about you guys. Well, uh, you know, no, they, they only let us get fireworks just before New Year's and just before the 4th of July. Ah, all right. Okay. And, and, and really, the people who are buying them probably shouldn't, all right, because they stopped at the beer store first and then they went <laughs> to get the fireworks. To give you a hint, on the 6th of July, how many missing fingers there are. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, and on, and on New Year's Eve, all right, yeah. Um, you know, my, fa my father died on New Year's Eve 2010, and my neighbors were, like, shooting fireworks off. And I'm, like, I'm having to go to sleep at 5 at night because I have to get up at a 3 a.m. to grab a flight back home. So I go out to my neighbor, and I'm, like, dude, uh, listen, it's – it's 3 a.m. I got to get up in an hour. Can you stop the fireworks, please? <laughs> oh, so bittersweet. Yeah. yeah. Fireworks. Yeah. So what, what time of day is it over there where you're at? So it's, it's the evening here. It's half past seven in the evening. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah, evening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Evening here. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I've dipped into the alcohol already. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> Unless I'm on a podcast of somebody. And I have been. I've been on a podcast as late as one in the morning. Wow. So, hey, yeah. Hardcore. Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like you, all right, I'm trying to reach people around the world. So, exactly. you know, if someone reaches out to me and says, hey, I want you on my podcast. This is the opening slot. I'm going to take it, you know. Yeah. I I'm not going to run from it. Uh, you know what I mean? There are people who, you know, I actually have a friend who lived in California, was on my podcast before she moved to Australia. And then when I said, hey, you want to come back on again? She's like, that's too early in the morning. Now I'm not coming on. I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah. oh. Uh, so, yeah. So, uh, you know, over you're over in England, but you do have an audience here. Uh, I understand you have audiences and connections all around the world. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. I work with people anywhere. You know, we're so blessed, aren't we? Having the technology that we yeah. have, that it just takes those barriers away. And, 
yeah, early on, I kind of met some great coaches in the States and, and you know, helped out on programs. And that's that's been my kind of way in really to, to the market over with you guys. And mm-hmm. I love working with Americans. You know, it's it's a beautiful experience. Well, many Americans have the money to work with coaches. That's many, very not true. all, many. Have, yeah, yeah, it's definitely a cultural thing. There's more investment in, in self-development and, yeah. Yeah. So uh, what got you into the coaching game? I'm curious. Oh, well, this is a story, right? And I love and stories. a true one. <laughs> so I, like many people, um, you know, I've always been quite a high achiever, really pushed myself, you know, through my education, through my early career. I've always worked in business. I then sidestepped and started working with social enterprises. And at some point I was just at the point of just doing too much and because of my personality at the time and who I believed that I was I just pushed through everything my mantra was work a bit harder keep going get through that you can rest at some point and I really thought that was how you proved your worth in those days I was Mm -hmm. quite a lot younger I didn't have any models that I could see that weren't like that. So I kept pushing and I kept pushing. And then along came a couple of children. I was balancing the job and the career with the children and the home and all of those things. And, you know, just to be quite candid at that point in my life, I was really wearing this mask of, you know, everything's perfect. To be successful, you know, we have to have the perfect birthday parties. You know, life look, has to look great. And it was, you know, it was very different, you know, beneath the surface. I was absolutely exhausted, didn't have the kind of ability to kind of press pause because I was managing a lot, you know, very big, projects and large budgets and I just kept going until one day guess what (laughs) I couldn't keep going anymore Um, and you know I'm laughing and joking about it but it was really scary and I woke up one morning and no word of a lie I couldn't get out of bed Mm. and I had these horrific headaches and I was like what's going on here this is a bit odd and I'd had flu and I'd pushed myself to run an event with flu and then I'd driven a couple of hours to a family gathering and I'd come back home and I'd literally just stopped well that unfortunately was two and a half years of my life Hmm. if I wanted to leave the house I had to go in a wheelchair Mm. and I had to have a lot of help with my children with the home and it was just such a dark time but like all of these stories we all have these stories of what we've been through what we've gone through and how we've come out the other side for me that was the very start of understanding this mind body connection and how what we're saying in our mind really starts to influence the body and how the body then picks up on that so i was like telling everyone yeah i'm fine life's great it's it's more than great it's wonderful and feeling you know kind of so grateful for everything i had in my life but i was ignoring my own needs and i was saying things to myself like i'm so stressed this is going to kill me and then not only that like people in my family would say 
how are you juggling all this? How are you managing all this stress? You know, you're gonna you're gonna have a breakdown. You're gonna get really run down. And so, before long, I'm saying it to myself. Mm. Other people are saying it to me. I had the perfect storm of getting a virus and then pushing myself through it, and just all kind of fell apart. And so, really digging deep into that experience and coming through it, I could see quite clearly where. I'd kind of done things that weren't in my best interest. And that started this curiosity and this research. Mm -hmm. And I was lucky enough anyway to be working with big health projects in our local community. And I was like, you know what? I just want to get in front of more people and start to help them with the challenges that they're having and just share some of the things that I'd learned and then that I then went on and trained to learn how to do properly. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know I mean? Part of your story there, you, you said that, you know, there was a time you were in a wheelchair. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Could not leave the house without a wheelchair. I was that ill. You know, I, I worked in the early two thousands. I worked with a, you know, uh, volunteered in a life enrichment seminar and we had a lady who uh, was one of the volunteers with me as well. When she came to the seminar, was had a motor, had a scooter. That's how she got around. Mm. By the time she started healing, all the stuff, you know, getting the stuff out of the head, which released out of the body, she was up and dancing. Oh, by the end of part three of that seminar, and then she came back as a and like the, she still had the thing on the back of her car for the for the the the, the scooter, but hadn't used it in over a year. And I remember, because I remember dancing with this girl, because like, it was one of the things they made us as volunteers. They made us volunteers dance. I can't believe they did that to me. But anyway, um, she would get up and dance. And she said, she said, I'm so thankful I couldn't do this two years ago. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very humbling to get to the point that, you know, your body breaks. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. then you have to work out, well, what are the things that led you to that point? And how can we release them? Because it's, it's things we don't even think about, right? The amount of energy that you use every day if you feel like you will only be loved if you're perfect, right? Or if you've only got value, if you achieve all the things on your list to do. And if you've had conditioning in your life or experiences that have led your subconscious to kind of hold on to those beliefs about yourself and you're trying to generate that in your life I want to be loved so I need to be really good at this mm -hmm. um, I want to be noticed you know we use all this energy gris grasping on and gripping right yeah. and it's it's terrible for our body mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so I mean but but did they find medical problems or was it all emotional uh, energy draining so at first they were doing brain scans, they thought there might be a tumor in my brain. And then eventually, after quite a long time, it's kind of like a diagnosis by elimination. So we can't find anything wrong with you. It's none of the nasty stuff. Okay, you have chronic fatigue is the diagnosis. Sometimes it's called ME. Mm -hmm. um, so I, it's probably called something similar for you as well. And so then you're kind of like given some support, you're told to write, you need to like grade yourself, all the exercises, everything you need to do, you need to very slowly follow these steps and pace yourself with these different levels of activities to get yourself well. But if you're still thinking all the yucky thoughts, right, and you're still beating yourself up, 
it doesn't quite work. Your recovery mm -hmm. doesn't happen in the way in which it needs to. So, you know, it's really helping people to see what are the things that I'm doing that's going against me, that's stopping me from recovering or stopping me from feeling joy or whatever it might be in our life that we feel we're lacking. So, yeah, I, and, and I really, I mean, Natasha, I can't imagine that. All right. Um, I mean, I've learned to read some things in my body throughout the years. All right. And I, I just got done this past weekend doing a live two day event. The first one I've done in two years. Right. And I literally had I had I been smart, I would not have booked yesterday and today full of appointments because Sunday I was like my day to relax and I still didn't relax. And I'm like uh, now, now, like, you know, it's uh, almost two in the afternoon here and like I feel my body draining and yeah, it's that, that, yeah. that exhaustion that uh, I will probably be going to bed by, by nine and get nine o'clock again tonight. All right. And yeah. not getting up till eight in the morning because I pushed I pushed this time. But usually. I know it and I go, okay, let me clear the schedule. All right. And just get off. One of the times I had it was at Christmas last year, I got COVID. And mm -hmm. I like, I remember it was a Monday. I, I was Monday. I was out doing stuff. Tuesday, I come back home. And while I'm at home, like by about, I think 11 a.m., I'm like, man, something doesn't feel right. I literally went and cleared the schedule. I was like, okay, guys, I mean, it was, it was the week of Christmas. I was like, clear the schedule. I'm like, I'm just going to go down and sit down and relax and, 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 and relax. And by, by Wednesday, I was in getting a test and they're like, yep, you got COVID. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. Um, because I, the body sensed it. Monday, I felt fine. Tuesday, boom, I knew something was coming. You yeah, know? You, and, you were tuned in, right? Yeah, yeah. And, yet, and that's such a beautiful gift because you then can take that space and listen and make, you know, like you say, clear the schedule. But I guess what tends to happen, Tim, for a lot of people and what happened for me is I grew up with some quite traumatic experiences in my childhood. And because of that, my body wasn't safe to be in. Oh, wow. So I didn't listen to the signals. I'm like, no, 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 no I don't want to listen to you. I don't want to go in there. That doesn't feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so often something has happened or we grow up maybe you know, with with parents, I mean, you know, here we are in Britain, you know, don't don't explain, don't complain, stiff up a lip and all the, mm. you know, the kind of phrases that you hear. But that's really true when you're brought up with parents or grandparents that, you know, discourage that connection in our culture. And so, you know, there can be many reasons why we forget to tune in and, and really listen to what's going on. Yeah. Now, um, now I, I assume now that's part of the stuff you're helping your clients with is learn them, to, teaching them to listen to the listen to the signs. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Mapping out, you know, what's going on in your body is is massive. And, you know, traditionally, you know, in, in psychotherapy and, you know, even talking therapies, you know, everything is controlled by the mind and it's really pulling that apart and exploring how we're feeling, but, but all with our thoughts. But actually, you know, what's happening now, and certainly my approach is more ontological, is about how human beings really are and how we, how we behave. Mm -hmm. It's about processing with the body which is much less confronting and so much more effective. Oh, um, I recall something in my own life uh, and tell me if this is close to it. 
Do you remember watching the movie in the early 2000s called A Beautiful Mind? Yes, yeah. Um, I remember watching that movie because one of the things I have, now I have epilepsy, so I have to take a drug for it. But the si- one of the side effects of that drugs could be I can get depressed. So they oh. wanted to put me on another drug. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm not taking a drug to deal with the side effect of a drug. That never yeah. stops, right? So I watched that movie and it made me think exactly what you're saying to do, to be able to find and listen to the senses. And, and, and you know what I mean? I learned to train my mind to be able to listen to things. Now, I'm not perfect mm-hmm. by any means. I'm not perfect. But I've learned to do that without extra drugs. How many people come to you who are on drugs for many different things? And that's part of the things is let's let's get the mind right so we can get off all that drugs because yeah. the drugs are making you worse. Absolutely. It's such a quick fix, right? And sometimes, you know, sometimes we we push for that. We want something quick. We want a solution there and then. But it's it's like you say, it's not a quick fix. It becomes, you know, a snowball because then, like you say, well, here's one drug for this and then there's the next one for that and so on and so forth. And really slowing down in our lives and taking the time to invest in our relationship with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not it's not sexy. It's not what people really want to do, but it reaps so many rewards. And so, so many people come to me and like you say, they're, on all this different medication, they're told you're going to be on this medication for the rest of your life. And sometimes with medical conditions, absolutely, that's mm-hmm. that's right and necessary. But sometimes these are just quick fixes, they're sticking plasters. And when people are able to go back and call it the tap root, but really see where these issues began and can fix in the body and it's not that we're broken because we're not right we're we're fine as we are but when we can kind of pivot slightly and change the way that we see the world the way that we see ourselves in the in the world we can heal some of these things with our body's wisdom we're so good at that and it doesn't need to be overthought it can be as simple as tracking your body, learning how you're feeling, noticing when something's just not right. And then, you know, pulling into that. So, so one of my clients is big on teaching people uh, journaling. Is journaling part of your process in helping people understand the concept of let's, let's get this in writing. So we know where you are right now. Do you know, journaling can be really helpful for putting, you know, for finding out how you feel about something and really pulling it apart and looking at. So I think, yeah, there's definitely a place for journaling in our in our kind of like healing and exploration, because we don't know. We don't know some of these things until we explore, right? Something we've never had the time to reflect on. So I think journaling is valuable. Yeah. I didn't know if it was something that you put in as part of your practice or not. Um, no, it's enough. It's it's not. It will sometimes be like a lifestyle recommendation if there's like yeah. some some deep grief or some anger, and people are trying to work out what's behind that. But what I tend to do is take people through a process where we're looking at the imbalances in the body, right? Mm-hmm. Because our body's an energetic flow. And if we get an imbalance, we can get stuck emotions in one area. So I tend to look at the predominant emotion or pattern of behavior that's coming up for someone. And then we start to explore that and release that in the body. Mm-hmm. And that's, 
a really beautiful kind of process, quite empowering. And then we also work with the diet, the lifestyle, and, you know, healing some of those areas. So, you know, speaking our needs, you know, we may never have been able to speak for what we want, and then that gets trapped in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, grief work, anger work, whatever is, is needing to come out to allow this to kind of flow again. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, you mentioned you mentioned uh, you know you know grief work and anger work. All right, man. Um, uh, I, I sit now. My, my my mom and I have have coffee every morning, and we talk about conversations. Just there's just stuff that that for years I just did away with. I ignored. Right. Uh, I got past. But like part of the really now is my life is understanding. Okay, why all of a sudden this comes up when mom and I start talking, and it comes up, and the anger moments come up to it. And I'm like, okay, am I really healed from that or uh, is this something that just bothers me about society now? All right. Yeah. For instance, I mean, th- things that I thought that I was done wrong as, as a kid, that uh, I look at everything in my life and I'm like, well, it doesn't really affect me until my mom and I start talking about it. I'm like, well, yeah, I hate that teacher. You know what that teacher made me do? Yeah. 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 And I, I tell you just a little bit about what happens in that moment for you. Right. And for all of us is we'll be in a conversation And we'll hear something that just reminds us. can work with smell as well. Smell's amazing. And it takes us right back to that original moment. And what happened is in that moment, you know, maybe you weren't able to voice how you felt with that teacher. So you had to kind of stuff that emotion down and it got held in the body. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like we call it a frozen moment. So you're going about your conversation with your mom and you're kind of really calm and and the conversation's going really well. And then all of a sudden it's, it's triggered. And so that frozen moment is projected onto the present moment. So you feel that emotion that was activated at that time. Mm -hmm. So, but on the flip side of that is, um, you know, uh, this past weekend, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm at an event. So, so Friday, I'm doing the event. I come home Friday night. I get up Saturday morning and uh, I get up Saturday morning to like my mom got the news that uh, a young, uh, well, not young, a lady who was very influential to me as a teenager, her, her husband actually took me to get my driver's license in my car mm-hmm. and take my driver's test. Uh, her son went to school with me and, uh, mom got the news that through, through our connections that she had passed away. So I did this whole thing. It's like his whole tribute and everything. I wrote this whole letter to her and everything. Cause like, I mean, she was an impact to me and, and I still, I act the way I act because of things that she used to do. So mm-hmm. that emotional moment that, like I said, well, this one wasn't anger. This one here was compassion, thankfulness, joy for what I have in my life. And then I stopped for a moment and I went, my whole newsletter was about it this week. And I talked about it for a moment. I go, wait a minute. I'm thankful that like, wait a minute, I got, I got to do a live event. I'm thankful that my mom gets to attend the event, right? I'm thankful for, and that's this switch in emotion based on something that triggered me. Yeah, absolutely. It can be, like you say, positive and negative. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so to have that, you know, that ability to reflect and that love for Mm -hmm. her, it's it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful emotion to bring into the present. Like you say, really drop into that gratitude. Yeah. And I mean, like, like, and I'm dealing with in my other business, I'm dealing with a, a, a rather angry issue that I had to go face someone in person this morning. And the whole way I'm over there going, 
you've got to be nice. 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 And I walked in and I was very nice and stuff to the, to, I mean, cause I didn't talk with the person because he wasn't in the office. I talked with his assistant and mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what I mean? Hey, I'm trying to do this in the nicest way possible for you guys. Can you fix this problem? And I'm like, in my mind, I want to go, listen, lady, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But that shows me, and it's probably very key on what you do is no matter what I'm going on, I can control it for the moment. In other words, yeah. I know that I needed to control the anger at that moment. Doesn't mean that it's not a real anger and it's not a real thing to be mad at. No, exactly. But, uh, uh, my action gives a reaction from them. And now it's like, okay, Tim, because you were mad at your third grade teacher, you just ruined this lady's day, her kid's night tonight. You know what I mean? So yeah. how does that work with your clients going? Let's talk about the reactions of the action steps you're doing if you don't fix this. This is who yeah. this can influence and this can blow up. Absolutely. You're so that's so spot on, right? The ripple effects, you know? Yeah, that's where I want ripple effects. Yeah. She takes that anger and then she's angry with somebody else in her day. They take it and, and on it goes. Or that that triggers a sadness in her or and that then goes on. So, mm -hmm. you know, we're very leaky with our energy for want of a better word. And we, we're only human. We don't always do it intentionally, but it's very easy to project these emotions onto other people. Mm -hmm. But what's really happening is, you know, there's something in there that's really annoyed you and you've got this perfectly valid anger. You've got every right to be angry. But like you say, it's about holding and processing that anger, mm -hmm. then looking at, right, what do I need to do now? And how can I kind of like deal with it so that your trigger, your anger isn't talking to them being triggered. And then you've got the two triggers talking to yeah. each other and you're never, ever going to find a solution no. in that no. place. And, and my and my biggest fear is, because like my big, well, my, I shouldn't say fear, because it goes back to my biggest desire. I want to leave this planet and I want everybody that like, like their day is better because they talk to me. Yeah. So that counters a fear. Okay. That if I was mean to you today, that I could ruin your day, which could ruin your kid's day, which could ruin your, you know what I mean? Your family's day or your neighborhood's day. I mean, it could balloon. So it's like, I, I don't want to be the cause of the blow up on the planet. I want to be the cause of the, of the yeah. of love in the planet. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. And, and, you know, we also have some self-responsibility in that moment. You know, you could come and be angry with me and I could refuse to let that in. Yeah, this is true. Yeah, this is true. Uh, and I have. All right. I, I mean, I had someone, you know, blow up me yesterday over over something on on, on the, somebody who wanted to be a guest in the podcast. And I'm like, you, you don't qualify. So they blew up on me. And I'm like, OK, well. Thank you for your application. I appreciate it. And yeah, <laughs> because I really yeah. wanted to go, well, this is why I'm like, it, it doesn't matter. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and often the triggers aren't about what's going on in that moment. Mm -hmm. You know, this person is probably as you, you know, teaching you to suck eggs, you know, this, you mm -hmm. know, that person's triggered, right? Because maybe they've been rejected for something else. And it's mm -hmm. taking them back to that moment, which is taking them back to another moment. And before you know it, they're going through a whole chain of events where they've had a similar outcome. Wow. And it, it just, this is just like, this is like one of those conversations that's like, yeah. mind, <laughs> mind blowing. So anyway. I always go deep, sorry. Yeah. 
it's okay. No, this is what we, this is why I have this podcast. All right. Because it's, it, it is, it's getting to know, uh, getting to know you, but getting to know the solutions you provide in the world. All right. Everybody has a solution. If you're an entrepreneur, you're, you know what I mean? You, you run a charity, you provide a solution to somebody on this planet. And that's what we're all here for. Right. Absolutely. All right. The day you stop providing solutions, you might as well just pack up and crawl into the grave. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's such an important part. You know, you were talking about depression, mm -hmm. you know, having that purpose and knowing the the impact we have. I mean, that is just, you know, a beautiful driver for us every day. It is. It is. So how long have you been doing this now? All right. When did you start going in this, doing this and, and leave your old business world? So I, I've been doing this for, this is my fifth year. Uh, okay. And, um, you know, I just jumped in feet first. I've been managing lots of health projects. I kind of knew where I wanted to go. I wanted to work one-to-one -one with people and bring, you know, that, that deeper level change within an individual. I've done some lovely projects in the community, but I was like, I want to go deeper. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah so this is my fifth year and you know it's it's a beautiful process because you no know, two people are ever the same you know i'm learning and growing as i go through this journey as well so my offer deepens and changes and just seeing as well the way in which like the world is catching up with some of this stuff so there's a beautiful doctor dr hyman in, in the uk and he's been doing a lot of research about you know just how repressed emotions show up as physical illnesses in the body so wow. it's like all of a sudden you know the world is moving in that direction and understanding what Eastern medicine has known for a really long time, you know, that everything is energy. And then when that energy gets blocked, you, you get illness in the body. And I'm loving that, you know, I've started in a place of very much working with the subconscious mind, which, you know, just in case somebody doesn't know, but the subconscious is like 95% of our brain. It deals with our emotions, our, you know, our influences. It's how we show up in the world without a choice. It's, it's all of those, all of those instinctive things are who we are. And then we've got this little 5% that's our conscious mind, which is like, you know, okay, this is what I'm going to wear today. And I'm going to try and keep to this habit and have this willpower, but it's only going to last if it's in alignment with the subconscious. So I started my kind of journey with really in the mind and using a lot of tools, regressing people, using kind of like hypnotherapy and the clinical hypnotherapist mm -hmm, as well, mm -hmm. and really helping people to break patterns that were really embedded in their minds. And now I've kind of just transitioned. I still do some of that, but I've transitioned more to let's do that in the body. Let's mm -hmm. release you know, let's release that in the body because that's where people can drop without it being, you know, months of looking at an issue or having to talk and pull apart this pain. You can almost bypass, you know, it, it's still there and it's very, you know, it's very hard sometimes to sit in some of these negative emotions that we have as being human, but there's something about safety about doing it in the body. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Um, now one of the things that I've done is, uh, creative. I, I, I don't want to say it's, it's almost like a meditation process for different things. All right. Uh, for instance, 
I start my I start my day out before I used to have coffee with mom. I used to start my day out by going to Starbucks and having a cup of coffee and kind of like say like space to clear mm -hmm. my mind. But now I have like a ritual before I go on before I do the podcast. I spend five minutes listening to some music. All right. Normally I'm standing, but I was a little feeling a little queasy today. So I sat down to do this podcast. But like I do this like meditation thing where I've got music playing and it's it's part um, part calming and then it goes into up tempo to get me, you know, pumped up. So, but it's like little things I do to, all right, to, to put like a pause and separation in, mm -hmm. in items. So like whatever I carried up until five minutes before this broadcast, I put a separation in there with a process to now come in with full peace and not try not to carry the crap that I went through this morning dealing with this guy, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's so conscious. That's such mm -hmm. a, a good good thing to do because like you say you can then show up in this space like mm -hmm. really like i'm really here for my guest and mm -hmm. everything's everything else is is out there for for another time i love i absolutely love that yeah and well uh, it, it, it's it's little things i had to learn to do for me yeah yeah let, let me relate that to asking you for about your clients are you finding that maybe some of the things you think are like yeah this is the way you should do it and then your client, you realize they've got to do it differently because it didn't work your way. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and maybe this is like the journey of running your own business as well. Mm -hmm. You kind of have this idea of how things should be. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is how I'm going to do things. This is how I'm going to show up. And this is my offer. And, you know, especially in this industry, right, Tim, you see all those coaches and you're going to earn this money and you're going to do this. And so you kind of think, oh, that's what I should be doing. And then, you know, treating people is not like that. You know, we're all human beings. We're very different. And we have different energies within us as well. So what works for one can be really triggering for somebody else. That's, mm -hmm. that's not a comfortable thing to do. And so... You know, I think my transition very early on was realizing, you know, it's not about what I think somebody needs. It's where they are in their journey. Mm -hmm. It's what's appropriate for them at that point and the, that next step. Yeah. And it may be much further down the line that somebody's ready for something they may have some real steps in building you know we talked a little bit about trauma right so yeah, if you've yeah. been through traumatic situations there's many steps to building safety in your body before you are ready to to do that deeper work and these are invaluable and they open us up as human beings and the world looks differently and we're then able to have more joy in our lives but you try and you know you try and you know, market that to people. It's it's not something that you can say or predict. It's feeling into everybody. It's about listening to where they are and what's important to them. Cool, cool. So what's a lot of information you've come to give us here in, in a short <laughs> amount of time, all right? Uh, I, I want to make sure, uh, Natasha, that a lot, of, a lot of people who are listening in, both now live and, and those who are going to listen in the recordings later on, I want to make sure they can get in touch with you and, and see what help they need in this area. Um, what's the best website that they can reach out to you on? 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Tim. So I know that you've put the website address at the bottom of this. It's www.natashacarltonjewhurst.com. A bit of a mouthful, but it's worth it. Jump on there. There's a beautiful recording, actually, that you can download and you don't have to go on a mailing list if you don't want to. It's very kind of easy. You go in there, you, you put in your details and you can download this audio. And it's a good one to share because it's about slowing down. And even, you know, you talked to him about like having these crazy days. And, you know, even if we can find five minutes in our day where we're saying to ourselves, do you know what? You're important. Yeah. yeah. Slow down. Let's, let's breathe. Let's lean into something that's just going to then carry us through the next part of our day. So there's a beautiful audio on there that people can download. And there's all kinds of information about how I work. There's a there's loads of blog articles, there's videos, there's all kinds. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I love it that, you know I mean? Again, that's what I do is I help people with, with, with their online presence. So I only interview people who have it right. You got it right. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's been very interesting getting to know you and, and learning a lot of these things. I, I have one question before I go into my game that I like to ask people now just because of some things that happened to me over the past couple months is, uh, and I always preference it and explain it. A couple months ago, I interviewed one of my oldest friends. Uh, his name is Rob. And uh, after uh, after interviewing him in less than, uh, less than like 15 days, he was in the hospital and then he passed away in October. Um, so in less than, less than 60 days after he interviewed uh, the interview, which was the last interview he ever did, he passed away. I don't, I hope that doesn't happen to you. First of all, I, I, that's my, my, my biggest fear that that'll happen again. But anyway, Years from now, Natasha, someone's going to listen to this audio podcast and uh, they're going to do it because they're searching out more information on you, whether it's because you passed or you've left from their life. What advice would you give to them now? Okay, so I think I'm going to default to the, the best piece of advice that I use, and that is, you know, learn to be with whatever comes at you. You know, if you can be with your emotions, no matter how uncomfortable, unsettling, you know, how unusual, unfamiliar, then they will learn to be with you. And that's where the real freedom comes in life. Mm -hmm. Cool, cool. Great, great advice. I appreciate you doing that segment for me. So um, before you go, all right, got a little game. Got to play a game. I love games. <laughs> I've got seven envelopes here. Okay. You get to pick three of them, numbers one through seven. Okay. Number three. I love it. My favorite number. Number five. Mm -hmm. And number seven. I figured you were an oddball. <laughs> <laughs> My kind of people, they're odd. <laughs> so inside each one of these envelopes is three questions that I'm going to ask you. Envelope number three. Question number one is, when you are riding in your car nowadays, do you listen to podcasts or music? Oh, I listen to country music. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Uh, someone from England listens to country music. Okay. <laughs> uh, that, I'm sorry. That's just the coolest thing. My dad was a huge, by the way, my dad was a huge country western fan. Uh, and we're yeah. talking like old, old, like Hank Williams, 40s, 50s country music. I kind of listen to like Johnny Cash, things like that. Garden mm. Brooks, you know, that was my country music phase, but I'm into rock and roll more than anything. But anyway. <laughs> mm, yeah. 
Um, question number two in here is which do you prefer to wear most, high heels or boots? Oh, Wellington boots. I live in the forest, stomping through mud. That's my jam. <laughs> okay, cool. You know, I love it because that was a girl question. Before I went to the embolosis and that was a girl question, I only asked to the girls. But now um, I have I have questions and you may get one that is still a guy question. And it's interesting yeah, yeah. what happens now because I don't know who's getting what question. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it even more fun. <laughs> I know. So uh, the third one, when you're going to the movies, do you get popcorn or candy? Popcorn. Yeah. Guilty yeah. popcorn. <laughs> um, I was reading... Uh, do you remember in the 19th, you're, you're not old enough to remember this, but the 1970s, the movie uh, uh, Blazing Saddles. I, I'm, I'm a 70s child and I didn't watch Blazing Saddles in the 70s, but I probably watched it in the 80s. Yeah. I do remember it. <laughs> so did you know that when Blazing Saddles came out, Raisinets at the movie became popular? No, I didn't know that. Because of that movie. Because ah. at the end of the movie, he walks into the movie theater to see the movie and he says, give me a box of Raisinets. Yeah. And I, I, I was reading that in the thing this week. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I never thought about that. I just like getting Raisinets. It's a movie. So anyway. Yeah. Envelope so number five. So just to show you that I'm, I'm taking it out of this envelope. I'm not playing tricks on your envelopes. <laughs> oh, these are some good ones. Yay. Question number one. Who was the better lead singer of the band Van Halen, David Lee Roth or Sammy Hagar? Oh, I'm going to have to go with David Lee Roth. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. um, I do love, all right, like I got my idea for the this or that game from watching Sammy Hagar's TV show. But I'm um, sorry, when it comes to Van Halen, I just think like, like, Sam, I don't think Sammy, even though he was great with the band, I still think it's David Lee Roth. He was the better. Yeah, anyway. Legend. Yeah. Question number two, and I don't know if this matters to you over there, uh, but uh, you might not have both of these. Which coffee is better, Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks? Oh, well, yeah, we we don't really have Dunkin' Donuts. I didn't think so. so, yeah. So, but yes, I'll have to go with Starbucks. <laughs> What coffee what coffee places do you have over there? So we have like Costa, Cafe Nero, and yeah, yeah, we're big in our coffee in the forest as well. I know I'm I'm big on coffee here. It is the it is the one thing that like you know it's I gotta have every day, every yeah. day, you know. You know those routines? That's my routine, grinding my beans, yeah. going through the beauty of that in the morning. <laughs> no, I go I go out to coffee. My wife has the coffee maker in the house. I don't. I go out to get my coffee. And I like in the afternoon, like probably when I'm done here, I've got like a 45 minute break. I'm probably gonna run down and get another cup of coffee. To yeah. me, that's the that's because I work and live in the home. I want to go out and have that that time. But yeah, like yeah. coffee. They could raise the price of the coffee. I'm willing to pay it. Yeah. There's other things when they raise the price, I'll do without coffee. Yeah, that's my sin. All right. I'm paying for that. I don't care what the cost is. Yeah. <laughs> um, question number three in this envelope is which did you prefer more? Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, Star Wars all the way. <laughs> Just to show that the people over in England are into Star Wars, ladies. Oh, and massively, yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, we are. We're Star Wars geeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's probably just as many Star Trek. My son would be listening going, Star Trek! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I was not into either of them until I was over 40 years of age. Oh, okay. Yeah, over four. Uh, once I turned 40, I started getting interesting in all these little sci-fi geeky type things. Yeah, mm. up until then, I could care less. All I cared about before that was rock bands, music, and women. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But Love how story. nice, and you had a whole host of the films to watch as well by then. Yeah, yeah. But, but yeah, but that's also probably before 40 why I was married and divorced twice. But anyway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Envelope number seven. Ooh. Speaking of those, of those science fiction movies, in the movie The Matrix, they had to choose the red pill, which was give me reality or give me give me the truth and reality. And blue pill, just like put me put me out and just like I'll, I'll live with the fantasy. Which one would you prefer? Oh yeah, definitely the red pill. I need to know. Yep. Give me the, <laughs> give me the, give me the truth, though. So yeah, yeah. My next one, next my next two here. I don't know how well you're going to relate to, it, but this next one here, I'm not sure if you have both of these. I'm sure you have one of them, but I'm not sure you have both of them. But which fast food joint do you like better, McDonald's or Taco Bell? Ah, we actually now have both. Okay. Um, and I'm going to have to say McDonald's because my daughter works there. <laughs> McDonald's has been my favorite place to eat, as a kid to eat. I still love McDonald's burgers. Yeah. Yeah. Different experience in the UK to the States, but yeah, really good still. Cool. Cool. So, yeah, like Taco Bell's like that used to be like the late night. All right. I'm, I'm hungover. Yeah. Before, I'm drunk. Let me go put some food in my stomach type thing. But yeah. Um, so question number three, this one here, I'm going to I'm going to see how well you versed on American sports. OK. Which is the better team, the Dallas Cowboys or the or the Pittsburgh Steelers? Oh, I'm gonna have to go with the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> because wait, a minute. is it because it's the only team you know? Yes. <laughs> sorry. Okay. Pittsburgh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, I I like it because like when someone from overseas gets that, I, I had I had a gentleman a couple of weeks ago that I had both that one and a basketball like an NBA question, and mm -hmm. he's like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> he oh. didn't know of any either one, so it's like I don't know. Um, but I have like, I have one of them that has the, like the, the famous quarterbacks, one of them that has like the famous basketball players. And, uh, usually it's the, the, if they're like overseas and they get the basketball players, one of them is Michael Jordan. Like everybody knows who that is. Absolutely. But the other one, they're yeah. like, who? Yeah. <laughs> so interesting. So, Fantastic. Well, I appreciate yeah. you playing my game with me. All right. And uh, I want you to repeat one more time your website and, and uh, where they can get that freebie from. Thank you. So, yeah, it's www.natashacarltonjewhurst, with an I, .com. And on the very first page, you can scroll down and download that beautiful audio that will just give you a little bit of peace in your day. Cool. Cool. Well, I thank you for taking time out of your schedule today. All right. And um, coming in and sharing with my audience. I really appreciate that. You're welcome, Tim. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Cool. Uh, to you, the listener, guys, we want to thank you for tuning in today. Do us a favor. Go over there and check out Natasha's website, Natasha Carlton Dewhurst. Do 
Did I say that? I know I'm going to repeat it wrong. Anyway. Yeah, no, you're good. Cheers. I'm good. I'm good. But anyway, uh, it'll be in the show notes. If you're listening to this on audio, all right, do me a favor, go check her out. And if you've not subscribed to our YouTube channel, would you do that, please? Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well as Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Guys, I'm Tim Gillette, and I will be back with another guest real soon. In the meantime, guys, have a great day. Bye.